A little Cheryl Crow on a live imaging Tuesday, a few minutes in front of 11 a.m. Travis and Sliwa. The summer of 710 begins today. Your summer station. And it is a Mandy's Voting Tuesday. Vote now at ESPNLA.com. Click that giant Mandy's logo. Michelob Ultra will be presenting the Show of the Year Award thanks to Michelob Ultra. Of course, Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Slee enjoys it. I know he does. And plays pickleball well on it. Yeah, yes, just go does. get another pickleball tournament. I'll take seven of those down. <laughs> so refreshing, Michelob Ultra. You've got pretty quick feet with your Michelob Ultras, too. It didn't weigh you down. No, I just... You were still able to perform. A couple Ultras basically said, Al, just hit the ball hard and see where it ends up. We our, took our chances Our partnership that. really took off once you started... With Ultra. ...going deep into the Ultras. That was the moment. And when you... Listen, when you're counting calories like I am now... Where 90, are you on the day? Nothing. 96 calories. No coffee. Mm-hmm. 2.5 carbs. It's like five. I no, thought. not if it's black. Really? Yeah. Black, nothing, but if you have... Uh, actually, no, I think it is five calories. That's so too. Might have like two well, calories. I always, that doesn't even count. So it's I water. I put in 50 because I use the good stuff mix, the Phil Mickelson mix that makes his coffee like very superpower. So I'll put in 50. So I guess I'm at 50 so okay. far. No, you got plenty. How many do you have a day? So the, bur- the, the threshold is 2154, which puts me at a thousand calorie deficit already based on activity. If I push that activity, what's the activity? Just living, just so n- basically normal, it syncs stuff? with your Apple Watch, okay, and anything that's your an steps. active calorie. Yeah. So walking, climbing stairs, anything normal. Right. You know, I mean, okay. working out would be better than. Well, just I was going to say, but like I, that's what I'm asking. Do yeah, you have yeah. to go work out to get that automatic? Like yesterday, I added a thousand calories back in because I did 30 minutes of elliptical and I weight lifted for 30 minutes. Mm. And I know before you tweet, I get it. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are they going to say? He's All kinds of mean things, Lee, which I like. I actually like it. But I like that you're working Chris. on yourself. It's always a good thing. We're always consistently working on ourselves. Thank you, Producer Moy. Speaking of working on yourselves, that's what Kendall, <laughs> Shiv, and Roman tried to do Sunday night in the series finale of Succession. Okay, we're talking Succession. So anybody, don't get angry at everybody. They're talking Succession. And it is truly now yeah. a final. It is a final. And it was a moderately satisfying final finale so satisfying everything made yeah. the things that happened generally made sense for the characters choices as we, as we've seen throughout the season the series i think that everything kind of like once you think at it it makes sense my favorite scenes were the kids uh, being siblings, so both the scenes in Barbados at their mom's house where they made the smoothie that was disgusting, and then the, the meal fit for a king, and when they were joking on the beach, I like that because I had I have siblings, and I like to see that it's really portrayed. Can I stop you right there? Because that that seemed to be the only part in the entire series, not just in the finale, but in the entire series where they were genuinely enjoying each other's company. Yes. Where they were having a good time with each other for no reason other than they were siblings. Everything yeah. else was prelude to something else. That was the only time they seemed genuinely at peace with each no other. No one was making a play. It was yes. because it's like the whole series is like you have in this mind, if these three kids just worked together, they could be happy and they could do it. But the They're world all broken. Was, again, but the world wasn't gonna let them do it because of the three of them could never be Logan, and separately they're not Logan. Together they're not Logan, and they're always just trying to achieve. And it shows that, you know, like, you're never going to be your father. You're never going to do that. The poison drips through. You're never going to achieve that thing. And also, there was, like, a little commentary on, like, Nepo babyism and stuff like that, too, That like, and how American business has changed and stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's it's a very layered finale, and I think that as time has gone by since I first watched it, I've liked it more. By the way, real quick breaking news. Bob Myers has resigned as the Warriors GM after 11 seasons. Four titles. Not a shock there. 
four titles. It is a year. final. <laughs> Bob Myers is a final. Thank you to Valvoline Instant Oil Change with the breaking news. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. You can go to ValvolineInstantOilChange.com to find uh, locations and coupons near you. Uh, okay. So I love the succession finale. Can I ask yeah. you something real quick before you jump into it? Yeah. Did you think that something very, very dark was going to happen at the end with Ken? So as that walk is happening, what he was walk- the elevator. What was... What now? So, you know, after he walks out of the meeting where yes. the vote happens, right, right, right. he goes to the elevator. He, right. He pushes lobby. I thought he was going to push the 18th roof floor and go off the roof because there was that one scene in season three, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of imagery there. When he's wa- walking in the park at the Colin. final scene and Colin's following him, you know, probably a few paces behind him, it reminded me of this, the episode with Logan when Logan told Colin, You're my favorite pal. Yeah. And you really got the, the sense se- from Logan that that was his only guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you see Kendall doesn't have a job, doesn't have a mm-hmm. company, doesn't have a wife, doesn't have a family. Yep. His assistant is gone. Mm-hmm. His New family death. is gone. And Colin is just following him. And yep. on Twitter, they said that they did shoot an alternate mm-hmm. where he attempts to jump. Yeah. But then Colin pulls him back. And Jeremy Armstrong didn't believe that that's where he wanted to leave it's, it, which I preferred. I like It's more that. ambiguous. So I have like a thing. About- Jesse Armstrong, excuse me. About the um, water in Kendall. So obviously we've seen Kendall go into the water or be around water all the time. Even that same episode, he went into the water earlier in the episode. So Kendall and water is very significant. And so for me, water to him represents two things. It's either doom or rebirth. Okay, so it's, Mostly doom. It's doom because at the end of season three, when he, you know, you might have thought he might have died in the water. He Or it's rebirth, like him going to Zuma Beach here in California and being rebirthed after he, he drew number one in the sand after Living Plus. So for him to see, looking at the water, you can maybe in your mind think he's either going to be doomed to never live up to his father's legacy, doomed to never be happy again because of all the things he listed, um, Chris. Or he can be reborn and maybe do something else with his life. And so I, I like the ambiguousness there. They, they, that's a great. I like the the analogy. But he's finally there with the free, water. Trav. But they're all exactly where they started off. They're all in charge of nothing. They're all in relationships that either don't work or have died. They don't have the father's company. They're all miserable despite trying to make all the plays that they've gotten to get these places. Nobody is anywhere further down the road other than. Maybe they're a little richer because of the sale, but, they're but finally nobody f- got anything done. They're finally free, and they're finally honest with each other. So Tom and Shiv are finally honest with each other. Kendall is finally honest with himself. He will never be his father. The answer is done. It's over. Roman is finally honest with himself. He would also never be his father. He's done. He's over. He's They are that was BS. Heartbreaking, they are BS, the as he was saying multiple times. And also, the first scene you meet him, he's, he said that same thing about the thing. So Roman is tragic, but he seems happy at the end. He smiled, drinking the martini, thinking of dairy. I know that's not happy in this grand scheme of yeah. things, but... They're honest. That scene where he's talking about why isn't it me right. was the saddest part in the whole episode. So that was really gut-wrenching. Two, gutless. Now, two really powerful scenes was that scene, and then when Kendall splits open his head again, and he's yeah. pushing him. It was a Michael Fredo-type scene, and I thought he was like trying to kill him at first, but he's trying to split open that, that stitch. Then the, the scene at the home when they're watching the video of Logan was, being funny, tough. being happy, which we had never really seen. Charming. And you'd think about if you were watching a video of your father or grandparents that are gone, having fun, but you would find yourself probably in that video. They weren't in the video because all they've been doing for three seasons trying to screw each is other. fighting and <laughs> trying to out. kill their father. Yeah. And then you thought, 
finally they're going to come together. And then Shiv decides to pull away again. So, well, it's because Tom told, was honest with her and told her what was happening with Matson. That's why, because she was getting shivved by Tom. The she was getting thing. shivved all the way around. Yes, she was. <laughs> And okay, you guys saw that theory about Wamsgams, Bill yes. Wamsgams. So again, for those who, awesome. who for those who don't know, um, uh, names in shows mean uh, significant things. So Tom is the person who ends up being the CEO of Waystar Royco um, at the end of the series, and his name is Tom Wamsgams. There is a player in like what the 1920s, 20s. Bill Wamsgams. That's his name. I believe so. And he is the only person to ever have an unassisted triple play in the World Series. In the World Series, and so. Uh, obviously, Tom Wamsgans knocked out all three Roy kids in one play. So I love it. Unassisted triple play. I, I like love it. it. How did you think he got the triple play, Slee, back in 1914? Well, I, to be honest with you. <laughs> so you catch it. There's yeah. only one way to really do you it. you got to tag the base, yep. and mm-hmm. then you got to tag somebody, right? So here's what it is. Runner, base is loaded or first and second. Right. Nobody out. The runners have to, probably first and second, the runners have to be moving like a steal, right? From left to right on the radio or right to left? So from right to left. Okay. So the ball is hit on a line towards second base. Not the second baseman, the bag. Right. The second baseman's there to catch the ball in the air, out one, step on second base, doubling off the guy going to third, and the guy coming from first is already there. You tag him. It's really the only way it can happen. Otherwise, you're going to have to throw the ball at least once in someone else's And in 1914, you with those big jerseys. Those were heavy wool jerseys. Yeah, sure. Can you imagine how hot it got in there? How fast were they running? Not very. All YouTube with 1914 triple play right now. How long until we get some sort of succession universe show? Two, three years? years. They're going to do something. They left it so open. So... He so Jesse Armstrong, the creator, has said he will not revisit certain specific characters. Like you're not going to see more Kendall. You're probably not going to see more Shiv. And you're probably not going to see more Roman. Like this story between the Roy kids has been told. It's the the Frank and Carls of the world that you could go off of. The Jerry's of the world. The Matsons of the world. Also, speaking of which, we never found the fina- uh, the who won the election actually because you know Wisconsin's out there, so the deal could actually be blocked because if Mencken doesn't get elected. Also, all the stuff with Matson coming out. So there's a lot of like, because I have to accept that the that Succession isn't a plot show. It's a character study. So I have to kind of let go of plot holes. Much like this radio station. We're not about plots. We're about characters. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of things that, like, obviously you could. I would like to see more. Maybe the political stuff would be interesting. But, uh, yeah, there. I, don't, I, I'm I want more time. I'm out if it doesn't involve the kids. There's got, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be all three, but there needs to be well, at I think least it, one I, I of think them. I think Tom... Doing his thing potentially, and then that would bring would in. Would you Shepard watch Shibin. that? I'm not. Watching oh, I would that. watch every moment. I would. It's. I, I don't think it's going to be done really soon. And by then, hopefully, Slee and Taylor would have caught up, so they'll be able to watch it with us. Okay. Overall, <laughs> the highs, the lows of this. You are happy with the show in general? Yes. Okay. It was. It was a. It was time well spent for the vast majority of it. Yeah. Last season was a little up and down. Some very good episodes. Some totally Which is forgettable. Going to be a part of that. that, that what, happens. Four seasons, right, it, Em? Uh, yeah. yeah, four seasons. Four, I, I liked it a lot. It I, has, I would recommend. It, it. has put. Uh, it has put itself in the top five of my all time. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Sopranos. Sopranos. West Wing. Okay. Yeah. Columbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Succession. Okay. Dallas. Well, yeah, it's an I, I, I can I can acknowledge your list. I think it's top ten for me. She but... acknowledges my list. Here it comes. It's coming. <laughs> it's top ten for she me. She heard you. She heard <laughs> what you're, you said. You're not you're not on Breaking Bad. <laughs> Mad did. Men. Love Breaking Bad. Love Mad Men. Yeah. Love Your Honor. The Wire. Wire's up there. Wire yeah. was my five. But no. also, there's no comedies in here too. Wire was of, not like, your five. Top I don't. I, I guess yeah. what? Guess what? Let me tell you about comedies. I don't need to watch tell. I don't have a lot of time in my life. 
I don't need to unwind with friends. Oh, let me watch Everybody Loves Raymond. I don't <laughs> like need Veep. to. Veep is biting and fun. Oh, Veep is pretty good. You'd like Veep. I want to get. I love Seinfeld. It's okay. top ten. Okay, that's the one comedy I really enjoy. Emily turned me on to Veep. You would really, really like it. I'm talking top five here. Legacy pieces. Okay. Dallas. Yes. Jr. Jr. Greatest great character. Greatest villain in television history. Different he time. Didn't, he didn't care about his family at all. No, he didn't. Different time. There's only three things on TV every night, right? ABC, NBC, and CBS. There's only three choices. So it had an advantage that everyone was talking about it because there's only two competitors. What, what does that mean? Everybody's it talking. means that it wasn't as good as maybe your memory is suggesting. I watch it. Oh, I watch it. You over. Still what do you mean my it? memory? I wasn't alive then. <laughs> well, I keep forgetting that. Yeah, I watch it regularly just to unwind. I still Sue love Ellen that she. Or Pamela. Pamela. Come yeah. On. Okay, I still good. love that M acknowledged. Did she acknowledge the list? That was the that was I heard very I heard your way of saying your list sucks. Let me tell <laughs> you what the real you list is. You putting out your hand and I place my hand just lightly on top of it, and we don't <laughs> go, grasp hands at all. That's like most of my. She deserved that, by the way. She deserved that after the yes, way they're on their wedding all, night. She's a horrible she person. She has done a lot to mess up Tom, and Tom has done a lot on their to mess wedding up night. Shiv. She proposed an open relationship on that their wedding night. Have the guy there. <laughs> <laughs> It's aggressive. Uh, and yeah. he's signing. He's like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing. I guess this is how it's a member of the Roy family. I really want to run Royco. What is it called? Waystar, Waystar Royco. There's really your succession breakdown, everybody. Good job, Em. Great Good job, Em. All right. Outman is not out, but he might be second slate. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Quarter after 11 a.m. on a live imaging Tuesday with Travis and Sliwa. Summer 710 is underway, and be sure to vote for the Mandy's. It's a Mandy's voting Tuesday as we come back from the Memorial Day weekend. Were you barbecuing over the weekend? I did. Thank you. Was it on a barbecue's galore barbecue? Because, you know, Heinrich over there has got the best. Barbecue's galore. It's not a barbecue aisle. It's a barbecue store. store. They're making possible the grilling aspect of the Mandy's. And I'm going to leave it there because it's a surprise. But they're bringing the grilling. Travis is like, I hope that's a grilling award because maybe I'll actually win something. (laughs) I'll take whatever I can get. (laughs) So thanks to our friends at Barbecue's Galore. A barbecue aisle. Not not a barbecue aisle. A barbecue store. store. Yeah. <laughs> Since I'm not going to be going up and down the uh, the stairs to collect awards, I'm happy to cook for people if they want me right to. Right there? I'll just I'll knock it out. Give me some burgers and you some chicken would, and dogs. You would by far. Does Cap grill at all? Sedano, Cap? No, Cap gets grilled every afternoon, 4 to 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would win that one. Yeah, you just... You, you, oh, I think best I'm, you're the best I think I'm the, the only best one who chef. does. You're the best chef. Right? I'm the of only, the six? Yeah. Well, seven key grills. Key does. But not you're better. If the of the seven, I think you're the best griller. All right. I'll yeah. take that. 
I'll take that. I sent Slee some pictures this weekend. Fresh cocktails made with fresh juice. Um, a nice salad. We had some burgers. Had a blueberry cobbler. I'm not kidding. It looked like he was at a restaurant. No, he texts me about other stuff, but not about. He doesn't send me pictures of his life. Anyway, would vote like now to, at ESPN. Like yes, I would. Right. Vote now at ESPNLA.com. And the people. It did look pretty good, didn't it, Slee? Come on, bro. Don't tell me that's not a. Right? What cocktail am I looking at there? It's that's like a, a martini? It's a Cosmo. Oh, it's a Cosmo. Yeah. What, what, what's in that place? Is that order? kale? That is kale. Kale, quinoa with cashews. Memorial and Day kale? Chicken. It was the day before yeah, Memorial yeah, Day. So far, Mem- but... Memorial Day, we went traditional burgers and dogs. What kind of hot oh, dogs? Oh, yeah, I ended up doing that. Uh, Hebrew good. Nationals. Oh, you got to go Hebrew Nationals. Yeah. You got the big ones or the ones from Costco? The regular size yeah, ones. Because yeah. sometimes size. those big ones remember, are much. Remember we were talking yeah. about, hey, what should you grill that? You went traditional. went traditional. Great. I made a blueberry cobbler last night. Cobbler? Yeah. You want to see it? Did Chris? you make it like flag colored? <laughs> I didn't. I should have put a lot a of people do that with a white cobbler. frosting on there. That yeah. would have been a good one. See? Look at that. Wait. A little blueberry cobbler. Nothing for, plays on the radio like fake pictures of the food. But if you're watching on YouTube, just search ESPLA on YouTube. You can see the pictures up close. Before you go. Google image on Yelp. I'm like, I just made this. Look at this. Stir fry. Hurry up. I got two hours of Mandy's meeting. Starfish and coffee. This is to you. It says, cheers, mash, and moonlighting are all better than Dallas. Well, that's your opinion. I've watched cheers. I got bored. But it's okay. It's a great show. Amazing show. Amazing theme song. Mash... You have to take well. Mash so- is, sounds like they acknowledge your list too. <laughs> what was the What was the other one? Uh, mash and moonlighting. You cannot moonlighting. Come on, Sybil Shepherd. But starfish Bruce and Willis. coffee. Make your own list. Bruce then, Willis. then we can go and like Sybil break Shepherd. that list down. Too. I like starfish and coffee. Big supporter of the afternoon show. Big- he supports our show too. Yeah, I know, but he plays in the circle of trust, the COT. <laughs> but you know what? Starfish and coffee at eleven nineteen a.m. on this Tuesday. You know what you are, homeboy. You got us <laughs> coming after my list like that. His light, he positions his legs. It's like somebody sliding their feet on defense. <laughs> it's not not far off. It's not far off. I had a off. dog last night at the Dodger game. It was really great. Yeah, you you were like in left center field. Yeah, I was in the pavilion area, and it was really fun. I hadn't been in that area before. Um, it was I was like yeah, really close to center field, so like the center fielder, so your boy Altman. Yeah, and uh, the call the center fielder for the Nationals we were yep. like throwing balls to our area and stuff. It was fun. So Altman finally he broke an over twenty skidsley. He, yeah. He, look, he's this, come back to life. This is not a surprise at all. He mm-hmm. he showed up. Nobody really knew him. He was knocking down walls. He was yep. everybody's all American. And then hitting grand slams. Right, right. right. And big big league pitchers. Turns out they're pretty good. And once they figure out, you know where he doesn't hit the ball, right there. You know what they do? They put it in there over and over and over and over again. And he's come back to earth. Got to be hit last night. Trace finally got off the schneid. Yeah. Right. He was 0 for about a million. Yeah. He got 30 hits something in Tampa. or something like that. Yeah. He was 37. Mm. 0 for 37. Got three hits in Tampa. They still lost. But I think the thing that is the most compelling part of where the Dodgers are right now two things. One, here's a little bit of business. The Dodgers optioned Gavin Stone back to AAA. They're bringing Alex Vezia back to the big league club. Um, he's been very good in AAA. He really struggled. Uh, Big time during his his mm-hmm. early part of the season, Gavin Stone was the guy that they thought was most ready to come in. Pitched three games for the Dodgers, um, did not pitch particularly well in any of them. Get, I'm going to give you a little dealer's choice here, Salim. Do you want me to make the case for why he's okay, or for why I should be very very nervous about what he's doing? I think based off you know what he did so far, what he gave up that loss against Tampa. I think mm-hmm. he gave up seven in two innings. In two innings. Yep. Um, start before that was at the Braves game. It was okay. Um, I would make the case why you should be worried because he's 
has not done what another young pitcher came up and has dominated. Yeah, he, he the, the case for him is he's pitched against the Phillies, the Braves, and the Rays. Those are three monster yeah. offenses, and these are your first three big league appearances are against three teams that not only have good lineups but very deep lineups. That's the case for him, that he's going to be fine. Once he gets into the more rank and file and kind of figures it out, he'll be good. The bad side is, or the the, the case against him is, he seems really, really amped up he seems very very tight at the start of these games and that's what I think compared to Bobby Miller is the biggest issue for me Bobby Miller's pitched against the Braves and mm-hmm. he pitched yesterday against the Nats Nats not very good Braves very good he's looked but great Nationals offensively are actually pretty they're okay. good they're yeah. okay they're, they're, they're fine they're not the worst team in the league they're not they're kind of in the middle of the pack mm-hmm. but Miller's entire thing is he he just he needs one more step. I'm not going to bore everybody with like the intricacies of all this pitching, but he throws strikes. Like he's not walking guys, but what he's not doing is throwing the right kind of strikes. It's just his stuff is so electric right now that they have trouble catching up to it. Once that dude figures out how to locate inside the strike zone, I, I don't know what anybody's plan is against that guy. I don't think there is a good one because he throws a hundred without even trying. He knows how to mix his pitches. He seems totally at ease in the major leagues which is weird for a guy that's been there for about 10 minutes and he just looks like a guy that now that he's in the big leagues is going to be here from this point forward they already sent stone back down like i just mentioned he's not quite ready yet he needs a little more time in the oven a little more seasoning whatever it is but miller just like not i said to you when he pitched against atlanta now i don't know like maybe you're surprised but i'm not this is what i'm here to do he cruised through six innings yesterday eight i think 84 85 pitches and yeah six right innings. around there mm-hmm. super efficient young pitchers aren't typically efficient the way he is and he gave up a run early yeah. hayward had to throw at home to hold it to one that run was big. and then calm down and by the way i think that's the thing that that's most important anytime you see anybody in sports whatever profession that you have when you're on the big stage how do you look are your eyes wide open? You know, we were talking about this. Remember we were talking about the Nuggets coming into the playoffs? Are they going to start getting nervous? Oh my gosh, all the attention's on us. I'm using that as an example. But he gives me the impression that, nah, I belong here. Yeah, I'm okay with the situation. Yeah, my heart might be pumping. You mentioned that in the in his first start, but he didn't show it. I wouldn't have told. I I, I would have no idea. There's a little bit of a poker face there where, but not if so he much. looks comfortable, yeah. then at least the you know batters he's facing, uh, maybe you're catching them a little bit by surprise for how young he is. The poker face for me though goes it's, it goes beyond that because it's not just flatline and stoic, right? Like Kenley Jansen had a good poker face. Like you never knew if he'd given up three home runs in a row or struck mm. out the side. He just kind of It's the swagger, it's the confidence. It's that no, I'm here to mess you up. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just like Walker Bueller, I don't think I could tell you a single sentence he's ever uttered in his entire life, but I know that guy's about it. Mm. I, I know that he's just got this sense of, no, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to wipe you out. It's just his body language, his aura. Miller's got a lot of that. He reminds me a ton of Bueller. Just this, I I know I'm young. I know that I might be here a little bit ahead of whatever schedule you guys might have had, but this is not a surprise to me, and I'm here to really do some work. And it's at a time where, yeah, obviously Dustin May on the 60-day, uh, Julio, um, I think it's a 10-day? Yeah, he, he could be back sooner than later. But again, he was down. Kershaw's getting ready to go down probably. That's kind of my point is you're also – you need him right now. Yeah. So he's not just coming in – 
he's coming in and you're, I don't want to say depending on him, but the you're fact that... absolutely depending The fact on that him. yesterday also, you only gave up one run, you were able to go six innings, you kind of gave your gave the rest of your uh, arms okay. a chance to relax? No, this is what starting pitchers and ace starting pitchers do. When you're going through the bullpen at an alarming rate. Think about that game in Tampa the last on, on Sunday. 11-10. 11-10, mm-hmm. and it was 7-3 to after two innings or mm. something crazy like that. And it just ping-ponging back and forth. That's an absolute bullpen wrecker. Your first game after that is it's so important that somebody gives you some length. That's an fly cross country everybody's dragging everybody yep. could be in a bad spot and he just came in there and said watch this that's that's what it's Kershaw impressive. does that's what Julio does that's what Bueller does that's not what Noah Syndergaard does it's not what you know Gavin Stone has done they just have that extra little something with this guy that's incredibly exciting and by the way they're gonna have to make a move they they have to go get and I'm not saying a big move where you go get um like you know Corbin Burns from the the Mariners or the uh the Milwaukee Brewers I'm talking, go get the fourth pitcher on the Cincinnati Reds kind of sort of guy. Go get the third guy on the Royals to just get you until all your guys come back and are ready to go. Because Andrew uh, Friedman said, what is it, whack-a-mole? It's a little bit of a shell game right now. They're just moving guys around to get to the next game before they figure it out. They got Gonsolin and Miller and kind of Kershaw right now. They only got three guys in their rotation. You, uh, We were talking about on Friday what the weekend was going to be against Tampa. Yeah. I look, it's fine. Won a game by one, lost a game by one, and I think the first game they lost, I forget Seven the score, three or something, four, like or that, something like right? that, right? Good series, and and that's with a lot of guys that like we're talking about pitching. You're trying to figure stuff out as you go. Um, I don't think the road trip they had ten games. I want to say they six. went four and six. I don't think that they were better than four and six. Yes. But it's okay. As in, like I, I I stopped for a second. They beat the Braves two out of three. Um, you know it why was, it's okay? Because none of it had anything to do with Atlanta or Tampa. The Cardinal thing is just weird. They The yeah. Cardinals were smoking hot. Well, I was going to say, Cardinals yeah. have been playing better baseball. so a, a lot better. They had six games against Atlanta and Tampa, two of the best teams. They went three and three. They're, and and we're never out of any of those games, yeah. really. We're never really destroying anybody. I think the part that's incredibly exciting for the Dodgers and for Dodger fans, it does feel like they're still kind of fighting with one hand tied behind their back and mm. they're more than holding their own. That the Padres have all hands sure, on deck sure, and they're sure. just really trying. They can't get on track. The Dodgers have pitchers coming and going. Muncie's down. Mookie's down. Like all- You're using Vargas. You're using Outman. All you're using Miller. You're using Stone. You're using J.D. Martinez, uh, obviously one of the guys that they brought in, but it's it's impressive. They need to go make a move, and Shohei Otani is still out there, and I'm just saying, because we'll talk about this coming up in a little bit. We'll do it after Factor Cap, as a matter of fact. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Angels might be on the verge of doing the dumbest thing they've done under Artie Moreno, and I think they're going to do it. That'll come up after Factor Cap, which is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
guys. So Starfish and Coffee did give his um, list yep. of his. He, he didn't like being called gutless, so he was like, okay, <laughs> uh, I'm going to call Who us. does? So uh, his list is number one, Cheers, of his power rankings. Number okay. two, MASH. Okay. Number three, Moonlighting. Number four, Ted Lasso. And number five, Family Guy. So again- I acknowledge his list. <laughs> Wouldn't be mine, but uh, it's all very personal, and uh, I can respect that, that people have their own opinions about things. Um, all right. Very diplomatic, Emily. Well done. <laughs> so um, it's Adina Menzel's birthday today, and that's uh, Let It Go singer. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm, so she's known for a lot of things. She was on Rent in the, in the '90s. She's a very talented Broadway actress. She was an Enchanted. She was in Glee. But a lot of people know her for being the singer of Let It Go. She's she voices Elsa. So Let It Go is the most annoying child song. So a, a song made for children. It's the most annoying one. Travis Fetterkap. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to. I, I want to say Cap because I'm going through my memory banks of Baby all shark. the. Yeah, uh, Baby yeah, Shark is a mine. really really good one. Um, I, you guys might not know this. You'll have to be because this was like when I was a little kid. It still lives on. Do any of you guys know the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yes, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. Chitty, okay. So Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is about this car that flies and they go through all this weird stuff. Every song in the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang movie is obnoxious and weird Very and true. boring. And my oldest watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang basically twice a day, every day for the first six years of his life. So I'm going to put anything Chitty Chitty Bang Bang related at the top of the list. Al? I'm going to go back to my mom's daycare back in the day. You know, you had a lot of, a lot of cassettes of uh, VHS. <laughs> Baby of Shark's bad. Barney. And that final song they'd always do at the end, I love you, you love me, <laughs> we're a happy family. Uh, that one, yeah, that one rings, that one still to this day uh, is uh, stuck in my head. So that one's the worst one. Uh, on the same vein, because uh, Dick Van Dyke's in uh, Chitty Chitty Bang right? He so is, he's, yes. Um, the, uh, the old bamboo. That's the song I was trying oh, to think no, of. Baby Shark. So it, it, it's the one, it's like... Um, uh, step in time, step in time. Yep. And Mary Poppins is a different movie, but like yes. that one Same also idea. gets stuck in my head. Baby Shark, I just put on sometimes <laughs> <laughs> without kids. Taylor, uh, Cap, I think I think Baby Shark is hand down, hands down the worst. It's got to be. Baby Shark has a soft spot in my heart though, because Nationals 2019 run, they did Baby Shark after every hit, and that was their their thing. So, Dad, what are you doing? It's Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, DeAndre was telling me about how he started doing um, beach volleyball, um, like like rec league beach volleyball, and he was like, "I'm not that great at it. Like, it's not. He he's is. he's uh, it's not his sport, I guess. Uh, but I we're getting into a conversation about. Do you you sit yourself out if you aren't doing well in a rec league game, or do you wait for someone to tell you that you need to be sit down? Okay, so you sit yourself out, Alan. Factor cap. In a rec league game, try to think because I, I haven't played in a rec league game in forever. Yeah, I'm not like taking myself ball. out. Yeah. yeah, cap. I'm not taking myself out. I think. Uh, I think. Look, the jumper's not falling. Well, I'll find other ways to contribute, right? <laughs> shoot or shoot, man. Shoot or shoot. You want, to, uh, you want to take me out of the game? Take me out of the game. That's fine. You guys can try to sub me out over there, all right? Cody and DeAndre trying to take, trying to take me out of the game. I'm staying in the game. Jeff? I take myself out of the game, but not because I'm not playing well, because I can't breathe. You're winded. Right. <laughs> Sorry. The, 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 it has, look, if, Sorry. if my wind was good, I'd never come out. There's four 10-minute quarters. Yeah. I would never time. come out. But once you, like, I can run down the court once, I'm fine. I can get back on defense once, 
You'll get me back on offense that second time, and then I'm done. It's over, right? I have no, I have no desire to continue to run. But uh, it's not performance related; it's fitness related. Taylor, cap, yeah. If if I'm not um, contributing in in one way, I'm going to find some some other way to contribute. You know, you know, play some defense, get some rebounds. When we had the Go grab, uh, uh, some beer for everybody, All Star Friday night. I remember I was playing first base, and uh, Kate's son Brody was like he. I think he was out winning. I'm like, you mm-hmm. want to play first? He's like, yep. I said, go right ahead. And I helped myself to some Coors Lights at that Bra- point. I will say it this. Was terrific. I'm still trying to figure out that softball night because Brady did walk. Brady had a walk. There were a couple people that had walks that day. I just didn't know that you could walk in softball. That's all. I just had to get that out. Trav, you agree. I know you do. The silence is what I agree with. I acknowledge the silence. Okay. All right. So, um, there's this annual cheese rolling race uh, at Coppers Hill in England. Oh, is that the uh, one where they chase it down the hill? Yep. yep. Yeah. So oh it's gosh. 100 miles west of London. So it's about a 200-yard race downhill. All right? So the woman who won, so they do it by gender. So they do a women's race and a men's race. So the woman, the Canadian contestant, Delaney Irving, she was 19 years old. She won the race, but she briefly went unconscious by hitting her head. Rema- regain consciousness and still won. So you race down this hill to get this big wall of uh, ball of cheese or wheel of cheese. And the man, uh, the guy who won from Manchester, Matt, uh, Matt Crolla said, uh, when asked if he prepared, he said, I don't think you can train for it, can you? It's just being an idiot. All right. So these people kind of know they're being dumb, but it's kind of this like centuries long tradition so, in England. So what, what it is for people that haven't seen it, they take a giant wheel of cheese. Like think of that giant wheel of Parmesan you see in restaurants sometimes. Yeah. They put it on its side and they roll it down a hill, but it's not just any, it's an incredibly steep, steep hill, hill yep. with rocks and potholes and yeah. everything all over. It's not this smooth grade. It's a country hillside. And you run down it. Full speed. Yes. To try to get to be the first person to get to this cheese. So while this is a dumb sport, you're happy that they do it. Taylor, factor cap. I'm happy that I get to watch it. You know, I, exactly. I would never my, myself choose to you know tumble down a hill for a wheel of cheese. Right. I mean, depending on what the prize is, do you? Win? I believe it's, it's a wheel of cheese. It's that's, just the cheese. That's all you get and, and yeah. the pride. It's and all you know, dirty. It's the dirty satisfaction that. It's of knowing that you've won. Is yeah, no thanks. Yeah, wash it off. It's fine. <laughs> Trav. You know, I love it. I, I like those things, whether you know, running for the running with the bulls or the cheese wheel race, and there's a handful of others. It's not for me, but I like that they exist because I know that there are people out there that will do stupid things for stupid reasons, and I like that. Al? Yeah, I'm good with it, too. Uh, it's fine. The only thing I will say, like, there's certain things that as long as I'm not, give a good example. Would you do that one? I would not do no. that. No, heck no. I How do does that. everybody not break their legs doing that? Okay, so this, they that, do. that's the issue. That's the issue I have. I don't want to see, if I'm watching injuries, if I'm watching people, oh, there goes his shoulder. Like, no, I don't need to see that. There's there's a fair, I'm, I'm sure they do it in a couple different places, where how many Carolina Reapers yeah. can you eat? Zero. So people are trying to eat 10, 15, whatever it is. Oh, my God. I don't want to watch that because of the pain they're going through. I don't want to watch it because then I feel like I'm going through that pain. As long as I'm not seeing any broken limbs, I'll watch it. All right. So uh, Linda Holmes on Twitter, she's someone I follow on Twitter. Uh, she, I think she writes for the Atlantic. But she had the tweet that I could find to be funny, and I wanted to know what you guys think. So she says, there should be an outlet Outlook setting, so Outlook like the um, email app, where in order to put a meeting in your calendar, a person has to answer yes or no to the question, am I in trouble? So it's like <laughs> when you get like, hey, can you come to this meeting? They have to also answer yes or no if you're in trouble. All right, so Travis, factor cap. 
No, I, 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 Slee, help me out here. That's that's cap because I assume when a meeting gets called, my first instinct is not, uh oh. I don't know if that's just me. Look, I've walked into meetings thinking everything's going to be fine and I've left without my job. So I'm aware that bad things can happen. (laughs) I'm not naive to that, but I've also been to hundreds of meetings in my life and two of them have ended badly. I just don't assume that they're all going to end badly and I need an all clear before I even schedule the thing. I just, I don't know. I think it's okay. In fact, this is terrific. I just want to know, guys, what's the deal here? Let's give me a heads up before... Um, so I can prepare, get yeah. my body ready. Even if it's not, hey, you lost your job, but it could be, hey, you did this, or you know what, we did not approve that, or whatever it is. Uh, I'd like a heads up so then I could yeah. have 48 hours to mentally prepare. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Knowing that you're going into something is much worse than actually just going actually, into the Actually, you're right, 72 hours. <laughs> yeah. Give me three days to think about the it. The anticipation is of the worst. bad thing is the Always. worst. Yeah. Taylor? fact yeah i'm kind of with slee i think once you start i don't know having a bunch of meetings it's never never a sign of a good thing so fact all right so uh i also agree with this i need to know i i i, I just all would so rather suspicious of everybody well yes <laughs> I, I i maybe i assume the worst in everything but all right so hey, come to the kitchen there's lunch <laughs> what oh <laughs> uh, my hell does that mean poisoned for whom <laughs> Uh, so the TNT crew tried their hands at Boston accents last night. They, so they were reading these um, like statements that their uh, producers had prepared for them, and so then they tried to do Boston accents. And uh, you know, it, it's very funny. So if you haven't watched it, go and watch it now. But uh, Boston accents are the hardest accents to emulate. Alan, factor cap. I'll go. Mm, I'll go fact. New York would probably be the easiest, right? Oh, hey, I'm walking hey, in. Oh, hey. Hey. You just do that. <laughs> I like that that's your walk-off shot every A day. A southern <laughs> accent, I think, would be easier. Those are the easiest. Boston, I think, is the toughest. Yeah, I think she's right. I, I, I think I think it's it's fact because southern accents are pretty easy to find, right? And And they can be cartoonish and still be relatively accurate. I can't do the New York one to save my life, but... I have to be around. I played at a, a, char- a charity golf tournament one time with a guy that played for the Anaheim Ducks, played for a million different NHL teams, named Ben Lovejoy, who's from Boston. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thick Boston accent. I got to spend the whole day with him, like five hours. By the end of the day, I had it down cold because I'd been listening to <laughs> you it were all like day him. Yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were mimicking and it. We, so went out the to, we went out to drink that night. And so I had it in my head and I, I was awesome. I've never been able to do it since. So you need to be immersed in it to kind of find it. I I, I agree with you, Em. It's impossible to do. The departed. Uh, Taylor. Cap, I think I think it's getting like the differences between the offshoots of the English accent, probably like a an Irish or Scottish. The Welsh. Mm, yeah, yeah, all that. Or even Australian. Just to get the subtleties between those would be tough. Right. All right. So a lot of restaurants uh, obviously had QR codes for a long time because you don't want to have the menus, the tables and stuff, germs, COVID, all that good stuff. But a lot of them are phasing them out now. So you actually like the QR codes at restaurants. Uh, Taylor, factor cap. Cap, not really. I don't know. There's something to be said about just having a physical menu. I don't know. I'm kind of old school in that regard. I like looking at it and... I don't know. It, it's it's kind of it's sometimes hard to pull up on your phone. You, you know, the Wi-Fi is spotty sometimes. It's not always, you know, accurate. So, cap. Taylor? Travis? Uh, I agree with Taylor. It's cap because 
when you get an actual printed menu, yeah. a real menu, you can really kind of soak it all, and you you'll go back to it. You'll glance. Oh, I didn't see that the first on time. On your you phone, go back, you're zooming, you're zooming, zooming out. In. It goes to another page. I'm it, like, I didn't even try to go to another find page. Stuff on your phone, beverages and, yeah, and desserts. Well I'm looking lit, at the. It's well lit, but it's it, it, I cannot find it. I can't read the description of the of the meal exactly what it was. Especially when you get into like wines and beers, and you're trying to find something that maybe you want to have yeah. that particular day. That it's just a couple. Give me the printed menu a hundred times out of a hundred. I might have been the only one that was going to restaurants in the height of COVID. I'm like, I'll take the printed menu. <laughs> They're like, Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Come out with tongs. I'm sure. <laughs> Give me the damn menu and let me take a look. I'm fact on this one too. I, I'd rather have, uh, or I'm cap on this one. I was, I was not a fan of the QR codes. All right, I have a restaurant question for you guys when we come back. I had a situation on Friday night that I need a little help with. We'll do that next. Plus, uh, we'll get into the Angels doing something dumb again. That's all next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, so help me out with this, guys. That you, By the way, you can feel free to call in with your thoughts, 877-710-ESPN. You can tweet at us, at Travis Rogers, at Alan Slewa. Send them to Emily. Send them to Taylor. Um, remember... A couple of weeks ago, I was telling you, Susan and I went to that place with the guy that was playing the guitar that was kind of like sitting down at people's tables oh, yeah. again. Yeah. Okay. Just in case you're just checking us out right now, we went to this very nice restaurant that we like, but there's this guitar guy, this musician that, by the way, a good musician. He can sing, he can play his guitar. He's a, he's a very talented musician, but he will sit at your table and not for 10 or 12 seconds yeah. for six minutes we'll actually ask you to get up so he can sit it's, in your chair it's a lot I, I don't want to exact he will sit down at your table for five minutes and sing you a song it's aggressive okay so this is the place we've now been there four times we went for the fourth time on uh friday night tell me wh- wh- where is the line where it's just okay we're done here first time we went it was okay let me let me back up a little bit the food is really really good it's 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 excellent. It's very okay. very good. It's a good sign. First time we went, the service was mediocre at best. Okay, whatever. New restaurant trying to get their, you know what together. Not a big deal. Second time we went, the service was so bad. Okay, that it took them an hour and a half to get pizzas on the table. Okay, okay, not that, a good. That's look. how bad it was, and no explanation. No, hey, they were nothing. Just yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It took forever. Mm-hmm. Went back to the time when the guy was walking around bothering people. It was awesome. We sat at the bar. Service was great. Food was great. Drinks were great. Terrific experience. Went back on Friday, and the service was like the second. Just dreadful. Entrees came out at different time. They kept bringing other people's food to our table. Like, no, that's not ours. It happened four or five times in the hours sitting there. And he'd go to every table. Just And it was a different, but they had no idea which food was supposed to go where. The drinks were not good. Do I have to stop going? What, um, give me the, so this is peak, peak hours. It was, it was seven o'clock on a Friday night. So the only suggestion that I would give is if you really like the food. And I do. Give it another shot, but this might be one of those places where you just can't go when they're busy. And I know that's an inconvenience, but I'm saying it's not busy and the service has been bad then too. Okay. Me, if I'm putting myself in that position, I'm probably not going back. I, that's what I said to Susan. We're, we're walking. I said, you know what? You're probably I not going to go back. And it's it's kind of expensive. Yeah. And it's one of these things. I'm not spending this kind of money to be aggravated on a Friday. Gotta night. be honest. The fact that you did it that many times a little surprising. Food? I've had I've had situations. Look, it's nothing. It's nothing 
personal to the restaurant. But when a restaurant gets you, you're like, hey, I, I like this spot. Yes. Service was good. The food was good. That's it. I'm, I'm simple as it gets. I'm in. When it kind of takes you the other way, it's tough to with all the different options that you have to say, I'm going to go back to a place I didn't have that great of an experience. I'm, not, I'm at, not out of my mind. We sit down, they take your drink order. The drink should come out sooner than 25 minutes later, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it's just crazy yeah. stuff. Just easy things yeah. like that. The drink was fine. Food's really good, but oh my God. I, I just get I, to go. I had a place. Like now you can't. I don't like but it's, I'm just it's saying, so if you different. like the food and you want the food it's, experience. But even it's the food experience. It's to take for that to be taken But even, even if it's not that expensive, Expensive. If you like the food, the experience of eating it at home by the time the you same. get home versus just having it right there changes completely. I still have to throw stuff away. I yeah. still have to clean stuff up. It's the whole point of going out is I don't want to do any of those things. I think, Trav, there are plenty of other restaurants in the world that yes. don't make you so infuriated. Right. So I, I think you're right. that He's you're, trying to give them another shot. I want, like, I want, want it to work. It to work. You've given them enough shots. Good beers. Really good food. I had, a restaurant. I had a restaurant. This was probably about a month ago or so. And it was probably the start, I think the start of the playoffs, somewhere around there, where the server we had, God bless him, it was like such an inconvenience to get an order and to ask, like, it was like, this kind of goes back to like the vibe of certain people. If they're just kind of, they got to fix up their stuff in the back. They got to get their process ironed out. But the guy was just like, really? Do you really want to order right now it's yeah. like what the hell's going on here? so this is my question and somebody that works in the restaurant industry help me out here does it help to complain or do i just have to stop going like if i said look i love the food here but you guys can't get your you know what together you're driving me away like okay. you guys need to figure this out because i want to give you my money but i'm going to stop i would that think help? i would think this if i'm a restaurant owner I'd rather know that than not know that. So this that's a great... I'm sure the owner would like to know, but mm-hmm. my waitress doesn't care. The waiter doesn't care. The bartender doesn't care. GM but might. Maybe. Maybe. But then, then I'm a Karen and I'm asking for the manager. No, but you're not trying to be a... Okay, but you don't have to do <laughs> it right there. Trip. You don't have to do it right there. I know. You could you know, send an email. Hey, I just want to let yeah, you know. Maybe. I think it helps them. I, sure I think any time that you can give... Faster. I think any time you could give a place real constructive feedback that might help them with others you write it for me and then i'll decide whether to send it go to do chat gpt <laughs> also is it one of those places too that's like oh. wants to be like the not good service place no. there's there are places that like no. that's their thing you I, know? you're right em it's not they have more staff there than they know what to do hey did you order this no hey is this for you N- no hey is this for you no Stop bringing me other people's food. Go find mine along the way. All right. Uh, another week, another article on ESPN.com about Shohei Otani and where he's going. Yep. Uh, Dodgers at the top. The, the Yankees and the Padres and the Mets and the other heavy, heavy spenders are kind of in that tier two. And the Angels all the way at the bottom of, yeah, well, I guess at least theoretically he could stay where he is. The closer we get to the deadline, and the more that the Angels kind of start to fall out of where they are, I believe that they're five and a half or six games out of first place right now. They're tied to sixth with the Red Sox, even though Red Sox have the, if you're looking at just top six in the league. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. so they're out of the wild. If the playoffs started today, they're out. Mm-hmm. They, they need to jump three teams just to get into the wild card. They're in third place in their own division and only a half game ahead of the Seattle Mariners. Maybe it's a full game, but it's they're kind of bunched together. And they're right about where you think they would be. They're just slightly over 500. Th- think about this. As okay. awful as it would be to see Shohei Otani 
leave your team, that you had the best player maybe ever go through your organization and you had nothing to show for it. You didn't win a single, didn't go to a single playoff game. The only thing that could be worse, Al, is watching him leave for nothing, right? That, that as many poor decisions of the Angels have made, the Albert Pujols contract, the Josh Hamilton contract, the Anthony Rendon contract, yeah. these crazy expensive guys, the, the idea of watching Otani, the deadline expire, he's still on your team, you don't go to the postseason, even if you do and get knocked out right away, watching him leave for nothing is the dumbest thing that they could do. There, it would be at the top of the list because even now, when his value is less than it was a year ago, you're still going to get a king's ransom for the guy. You're still going to get an unbelievable haul of prospects. Maybe not what it was a year ago, but the idea of watching him leave for nothing is catastrophically stupid. Well, they're they're just enough in the mix where you know we we kind of guess this. If they were right now six seven games below five hundred, it looked like they had no shot at the playoffs. Then maybe that would have cleared the the uh, part of the clouds, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's the worst position they could be in too, because they're just good enough to for Artie Moreno to think in his head, we're going to make a playoff push, and that's and even even if they did, he's still leaving. Could potentially still leave, but I don't think it's even potential. I the I think the Angels could win the World Series, yep. and he would still leave. He is going <laughs> to try to do the one thing that Otani asked for, which is. I want to go on a playoff run. That doesn't mean that you're right. That could easily mean okay. I could take this. This happened one time in as I've been years. an angel, whatever the case is, and I got other teams that are there year in and year out. Um, it's not the worst news for the Angels. The worst news was when Artie Moreno said he was going to sell, and then he didn't sell. But this is probably the second worst scenario because the second worst scenario is they're going to stay in the mix. They're probably going to be close enough to where when the trade deadline comes, he does not want to be the guy. Look, this is what's kind of crazy to me. doesn't want to be the guy to trade Shohei Otani. You already are. But he's going to be the guy that is the reason why Shohei Otani walks. You, you already are the guy. You already are the reason Otani's leaving because you couldn't build a winner around him. Now you're going to be the guy that let him leave for nothing as opposed to the – look, I thought of a worse situation for them. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Somebody else does make a deal, right? That, that And all of a sudden that – let's say it's the Padres or whatever, and you get him and they go win and you get a bunch of nothing from them, they win, and then he still goes to the Dodgers at the end of the year. So you've lost twice. You had him go up the road, you didn't get any meaningful prospects, and you still are nowhere, anywhere with him as a player in your organization. It is the worst but, possible but can scenario. I, can I ask you a question? Does any of this, and I'm assuming it does not, it doesn't surprise you, right? Yeah, a little bit it does surprise me that they're going to get nothing for the greatest player of all time, potentially. Nothing. But what from – it tracks with Artie Moreno and the Angels. Like, it, I, I don't think walking into sales. this year – I don't think they walking into this tickets. year we thought they were going to trade him. No, I didn't think so, but I thought that the cold, hard reality of you'd rather have nothing? Like, all of us, at some point you're just like, look, man, I, got, I don't have nothing. Mm -hmm. i got to have something. And the, the ticket sales thing, they already sell the tickets. The Angels draw fans. I mean, it's they're not, I'm not the even talking about, I'm not even talking about the ticket sales. I'm just I, – I think there is this this glimmer of can we make the playoffs? Can we make it with Shohei? Shohei wants to get to the postseason. And there are three games above 500, not eight games below 500, to where it's continuing to 
there's just enough bait for me to keep chasing. All right, you mentioned chat GPT a second ago. I have an idea. I don't know if I should share it on the air. I'm going to run it by you and see if we should do it next. And either way, we're going to talk about Darvin's first year as Laker head coach. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 